0: Welcome to the SeaTown Rivals podcast. This is year eight, the eighth year of doing this podcast, where we get into Chandler area high school sports. Chandler, Hamilton, Perry, Basha, Seton Catholic, Arizona College Prep, Valley Christian. We're going to be talking about these programs all year long. And by we, I mean myself, Ralph Amsden, the managing editor of ArizonaVarsity.com, Brett Quintine, and Chili. We've been doing this a really long time, and we appreciate your support. The best way to support what we do and make sure we can keep the lights on get yourself a subscription to Arizona varsity.com. It gives you access to all of the premium content across the entire rivals network. So every single article about every single college football program and their recruiting across the entire spectrum will all be unlocked to you. And better than that, you'll get access to our team AZV forum on ArizonaVarsity.com, where the entire staff is in there talking high school football, all the time. We would love to have you there. We'd love the support and we appreciate you listening. So without further ado, let's get you to the first episode of season eight of the Seatown Rivals podcast.
1: As always, we are excited to talk about all of our area schools and who is the we Ralph Amson, Chile, along with Brett Quintine. And wow, when we started this back in 2013, there were a handful of schools, even more than a handful of schools, but it's certainly grown to eight. The population is growing, and we continue to cover everything from 3A all the way up to 6A. This is the Seatown Rivals podcast. It can be, of course, heard on Arizona Varsity, a very ever growing website. So, Let's jump right in, folks, and we'll start off with the Arizona College Prep Knights at the 3A level. A playoff team a year ago, Myron Blueford's team finished up at eight and three after losing in the first round to Blue Ridge. Chile last year's potent offense seems to return intact, led by senior captain Mark Chavez.
2: Yeah, Mark Chavez comes back at quarterback. Uh, you know, last year he threw for almost 1,900 yards uh, 24 touchdowns. I got out there and I got a chance to actually see them. I think they're, you know, obviously super amped up about, you know, getting ready for this season, having to deal with the pandemic and everything. And he's got, you know, a ton of weapons to work with. Uh, we're talking about Chen, uh, another, uh, Richie, another Williams. Richie Williams, uh, but Chen, you know, has been like kind of like one of those, uh, third receiver guys. And I think that it's time for him to break out. So I think, you know, Williams doing his thing and, and um, Dyson doing his thing should, you know, allow Chen to, you know, have a monster year. That's what I'm really looking at to kind of, you know, uh, break the mold for this team as they make that push to make, you know, a playoff run.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, they compete in the 3A Metro East. And, Ralph, we've seen ACP, it's weird to say, grow up. It's uh, one minute they're more or less non-existent. And now, as we said, the, uh, the Blueford Club is uh, making noise deep in the 3A and becoming a force.
0: Yes. And uh hi, by the way. It's good to see everybody. We we, we haven't done a uh Town Rivals podcast in like eight months, so I figure it'd probably be good to be say hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, appreciate yeah. That everybody that's uh that that's stuck with us. It's good to see you, Chili, it's good to see you, Brett, in person. Yes. I haven't seen a lot of other people uh, in, in, in person and so that's mid December, yeah. Or yeah. January, yeah. It's been a I'm, while. I'm definitely uh, excited about what ACP is bringing to the table this year, and one of the biggest reasons that I'm excited about it is when you have a turnaround like Myron Blueford had out at an ACP, it's not out of the question to think that he could have used that to potentially take on a more high-profile gig elsewhere. Uh-huh. There's always about 50 to 75 openings just yep. in the in the East Valley alone. And, and, and a coach like that, um, with the dedication to his players and the way that he promotes his team, I don't know if you uh, are friends with him on social media or mm-hmm, follow him absolutely. on social media, no, he, yes. um, he, he's one of the best out there, especially at the level that he coaches at, at promoting his kids and not just what they do on the field. And I know that ACP is about that, but I could mm-hmm. see other athletic directors from all over the state saying, like, that's what we need. We Absolutely. need somebody coming here and to be about the brand. Uh, but the problem with that is you go and hire somebody to be about the brand because they were about the brand somewhere else. <laughs> that doesn't That doesn't mean that that's who they are at their core. You that's know? right. No, that kind of turns point. you into a mercenary who's faking it. And Myron Blueford is all about Arizona College Prep. When I think of that school... I think, of him. Yeah, and that's so, right. That's fair um, to say. That's the thing that, that I'm most uh, excited about is the continuity of what he's been able to build. Um, that school is also one that I'm super impressed with uh, just I- as a parent and uh-huh. as an observer of what's going on. Like That's somewhere where I could see sending my, my kids. And that's somebody who I'd love for them to play for. And sure. I, I, so I just, I appreciate the culture that he's built. And one of the reasons I'm thankful that we're having a season this year is we're actually going to get to see that in action. And now there are no surprises. Uh-huh. None whatsoever. That's true. Anytime the ACP comes to your field, you're going to. Give it your all. You're going to do your, You're your best. You <laughs> better. Yeah, you better. Right? And That's so, true. and I think that they've actually developed a little bit of a, um, you know, you, you always want a rivalry. Uh-huh. I know that it's been tough with, uh, you know, with we, we've been covering Valley and sure. Seton for a long time and the, not, the lack of a natural, uh, rival in close proximity has kind of been um something that we we, we've wished for them Uh and uh i'm not gonna lie after uh they took an l to ala gilbert north it had me thinking like could that be the one i know all the alas kind of have a rivalry right right, right, with with each other but (laughs) in more ways than one but that's a totally different uh scenario but no i think uh the
1: next school we talk about could be the rivalry for ACP, and that's the Valley Christian Trojans. They are in the same 3A East Metro. New head coach in the form of Jake Peterson, who is elevated from defensive coordinator. The Trojans, they lost a good one and a tough one at the same time, Kirk Sunberg He's moved on to be closer to family in Michigan, and their season ended in the first round to Yuma Catholic last year, a hard-fought 24-15 loss We've seen a lot of coaches come and go, Ralph, in the Sea Town Rivals era in this uh, area. Kirk Sunberg is one guy who I can say, "Wow, we hardly knew you," because <laughs> he truly was on the upswing. He was—he uh, was a guy who brought a lot. I mean, the kids were fully vested, built the program super nice guy made himself accessible to us so ralph or chili whoever he, he, one of he, you guys take it yeah. he was definitely a shooting star
2: mm-hmm. right you yeah. know and it, it was it was really nice to see uh, what what he did over there at valley christian uh tough act to follow mm-hmm. uh, i'm still disappointed that i never got one of my sun burgers so um yes you uh, know but i know that you went out to the mm-hmm. weight room recently and it's a very very nice uh, looking place they did a great job over there um one of the players I'm super excited about this season is uh Chandler Carter, a tight end, a t- dual sport athlete, plays basketball, has amazing feet, uh soft hands and you know, catch everything. I think that, you know, he's a I think that honestly he could be one of these players that I think is an any level player, uh could probably play all the way up to the six A and contribute. Um there's a lot you know, he's got size. I, I think he's gonna be special for this team. But yeah, I'm super disappointed that, you know, I never got to get a Sunburger. Um, you know, I I don't think that this is going to be Valley Christian just completely going defense-oriented or anything like Correct. that. Correct. I mean, they Definitely got the handle not. boys. Yeah. yeah. They got the Definitely boys. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, they got a great new coach there, and I know they're all excited, and they should be. So, uh, the program's in good hands. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like I said, he was a shooting star, and you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're always going to remember how he, you know, got them back on the upswing. and you know, this foundation that he's left over there, I think it's something to really build on.
1: His dad was a big fan of our podcast. I mean, it was just great uh, talking with, uh, did we say Papa (laughs) Sunberg? I forget the man's first name, but uh, he was a big fan. And Valley Christian has meant a lot to myself. And it's not about religious reason or anything. They are totally what I was, totally opposite of what I was raised with. New York City School, huge, ridiculous graduating class size. You look at Valley Christian, it's a small campus, very tight-knit community, under 100 graduating, and they are very accommodating. Ralph, I'll say one of the first things you mentioned to me, we'll go back seven years ago, you're like, hey, you should introduce yourself to a guy named Brian Winfrey, and Brian Winfrey has been nothing but fantastic and a friend of the show.
0: Yeah um brian winfrey's fantastic and and um you know i'm also a big fan of uh uh their athletic director greg Mm -hmm. hogs my coach is a basketball team he he goes to my church okay (laughs) i see him out there in a sweater vest every once in a while um and uh i i they always stay in house Mm -hmm. for them it's always about family and so the hiring of Kirk Sunberg was a little bit of a departure for them. And Kirk Sunberg is somebody who, you know, helped Christian McCaffrey become one of the best high school players in in the uh-huh. nation. He was the offensive coordinator yep. out at Valor Christian in um, Highlands Park Colorado where uh, Donny Ys the former mm, uh, Paradise try. Valley coach That's and true. former ASU tight ends coach and former ACU head coach is now out there as the head coach and I, heard, I had heard that they had also reached out to Kirk sunberg and and, oh, wow. uh, and and kicked the tires on whether or not he uh, would be interested in in coming back and I think what it comes down to for coach Sunberg who I love mm-hmm. and I'm not to go all Stephen a Smith here but like <laughs> in another life I feel like I'd be friends with that. With that guy. You know, we're media, we're, we're, we're covering him, but mm-hmm. he, he's somebody who I appreciated. He's somebody that if I had the temperament and I could build myself to be a certain type of coach, sure. Uh, like it, it would be him. He, I loved he what good. he was, and he, he's one of those coaches that, you know, he'll thank the other team for making them better if they kick your butt, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and he was always trying to get the most uh, out of those kids. And I think it, that's a big loss, mm-hmm. but the culture has been set. Yes, yeah. it is and coach Peterson is family uh-huh. and he got to be around a high level coach like Kirk Sunberg and and their new OC is also family and led sure. one of the best turnarounds in southern Arizona high school football in the last, you know, 8 to 10 years and so uh, and has college uh, coaching experience from from what I remember and so sure. um I think that they're in good hands I will miss coach Sunberg Having four kids under the age of four—that's wild.
1: Uh-huh. Now, if
0: you have an opportunity to be close to family, you gotta um, take you, it, yeah. you have to take it. You that's absolutely have to take it, no matter you know what is out here for you in the community. Especially if you're out there preaching family. If you're out there preaching family, you're thinking your about friend, your own. Friend. That's right? right. That's very true. And while all three of us here are here from. From somewhere else. Mm-hmm, very right? true. And so that that's always on my mind. That's always on my mind. Is the land where I came from. And the people that I came from. And what can I do if I had the opportunity to get back to them. You know and I love. I love Chandler. Arizona we got this podcast going for eight years we start everything that we built came off of you know the website that we you know to in- invest in this community but I get I absolutely get uh-huh. where he's coming from and I think it's I don't think it's addition by subtraction no but I think he came in he fortified some things and I think to, to me the culture is set I will be shocked if they fall off no yeah. I,
1: I definitely agree, I agree. no that's that's uh, very that. true well said Moving up to 4A, Pete Walheim's crew. They play in the 4A Desert Sky region. When I say moving up, not so much the school moving up, us moving (laughs) up in talking about the level. They are the Seton Catholic Sentinels. Ralph, five and five a year ago, this is actually a school that's had the most head coaches since we've been doing the Seatown Rivals podcast. You figure you had Rex Bowser, you had Gary Gallant, you had, uh, I believe his name was Pete Cherko, or Paul Cherko, yeah. Cherko Cherkoville is yeah. what we uh, what we named him, and now we've got Pete Walheim for the second year, year two. Let's hope he can push the squad to a winning record. It's going to be tough as they lose some seniors. So if I'm correct, Mikey Castro transferred to Williamsfield, and he was uh, who they revolved around.
2: Right, but he has also now transferred back to Seton. Has so he? he okay, oh wow. Back okay. home, so let me put Good. that out there Thank real quick. You. Thank you for um, that insight. Good. And while we are on the topic of Mr. Mikey Castro, I do got to say this so that everybody can hear this. That tunes into the seatown town Rivals podcast and outside of it. Mikey Castro might be the most slept on 2022 player in his class for what he has accomplished and done on the field. This is, uh, he, he rushed for almost a thousand yards last mm-hmm. year, 10 touchdowns was super exciting to watch. Uh, Also, you know, chipped in with, what, like 300 yards receiving, three touchdowns. I think that this kid is for sure in a 10-game regular, 10-game season, a thousand, thousand back. I
1: definitely agree, and um, I'll say I'm very happy. I didn't realize that he transferred back. That gives, I'm going to say, renewed optimism. I mean, because we followed the Seton Catholic running back. That's kind of been the staple from uh, Campanella to obviously – Wake County, yeah, and now Mikey Kessler, who's only a junior. Right. So, I mean, he's got two years to get something going, and again, the Sentinels are a team that we love. I mean, there's 100%. that small school scenario, and they've done us right, guys. Now,
2: w- with this transfer, I am not sure. I know that they're appealing. I think he's only going to have to sit five games, but I think they're appealing so that he can get the whole season back. And I know the season starts Friday, so hopefully the AIA, you know, does their thing, and uh, Mikey doesn't have to miss too many games. Um, I am... The original transfer, not football motivated. So, you know, okay, I, I think that they should be able to uh, get some sort of the balance of, uh, he has to sit, what, four games. So um, they'll be able to get some of those games back. You top. No, I'm, I'm um, very happy to certainly. hear that.
1: And yeah. That actually would have been the, my answer to your question of the day that you put out. Just someone who is uh, underrated or who's going to have a breakout year. That was a tough question in a sense that, we know so many guys, um, but yeah, Mikey Castro would definitely be someone who I would say is poised for a breakout unit. And
2: so that people can understand real quick, Mikey Castro would have flourished at Williamsfield too. I know a lot of people are like, oh, he would have been buried under the depth chart over there because they have a super talented running back and then King another Club. super talented running back came in. Um Mikey Castro would have flourished at Williamsfield playing that like slot running back position, mm-hmm. where it would allow him to catch passes and carry the ball. But we don't have to worry about that because he's going to carry the, the, the ball for Seton Catholic. And you know, I am fully expecting that he can still put up similar similar numbers to what he put up his uh, sophomore year the nine hundred yards rushing and you know three hundred yards receiving.
0: I think uh, this is this is a really. Um, that there needs to be context on this, so if anybody clips this out of context, you're the worst. But the pandemic might actually help Seton Catholic a little bit more, and the reason that I'm saying that is that we are starting the season a month and a half later than we should. That's in a month and a half more than those sophomores, because this team is mm-hmm. going to have to be buttressed by a lot of younger players. They got good players, and they actually have some good size, too. Really? I think... Uh, I think um they have merrick sycamore who's 5'11 175 as a db wide receiver and that to me 5'11 175 that's like your typical Seton catholic player but mm-hmm. and, but they actually have some size beyond that uh chaney um, they got Owen Garcia, 6'2", 240. Nice. Uh, you know, they, they've, they've got some size. Mike Williamson, 6'3", 210. And so, the, but what they what will be good for them is that extra month and a half in the weight room if they've been taking this seriously to build up some size and build up some strength. Because some of these teams that they have to compete with just in their region, Cactus, one yeah. play away Next. from... Sure. Championship, uh, more or less. You know, and... I, and and I actually, I might, I might actually have that wrong. Um, Cactus isn't isn't in their region, but Mesquite is. Mesquite, yeah, they are. Right. Like the, mm-hmm. the actual the best, state one championship. One the best quarterbacks, in Marcos Deniza. On, on the come on. And they've on. always got some athletes. Benjamin Franklin. Ooh, they've moved up front. Yeah, they, they're gonna have to defend that run. And Ala cool. Queen Creek. There's, okay. no, day, there's no there's no days off. No,
1: that for, desert sky is it's a tough uh, through and through.
2: This might be too tougher than what they've had to deal with in the past. Yeah. even with the, even with mighty Sawaro in there so like this because no, you're right,
0: Sawaro. yeah from top to bottom exactly so. and you gotta remember like they're not at 4a because of enrollment they're at 4a because you get a bump as a private school now mm-hmm. so your private school enrollment would actually put you at the 3a level but under the new rules because you essentially get to kind of have determine who is on your team as a, as a private school, mm-hmm. um, everybody has a one-division bump. Okay. So, you know, Seton Catholic would probably be crushing it in the 3A every single year, but in 4A, that's tough. Okay,
2: real quick, I, I do want to shout out uh, Mateo Ortiz, one, one big that you didn't really mention. Uh, 6'5", 250, and, you know, I think he's a, you know, could be a Division one prospect. Uh, he's got great frame and stuff like that, and will pave the way. Defensive tackle, hand tackle, so there's that.
1: No, I'll definitely say the Mikey Castro news is just brings me joy that there is a stud running back in uh, the, the gold and the red. The Castile Colts, just a few years ago they were 3A champions and now they compete at 6A. I talked to Bobby Newcomb for a bit yesterday and I got a bunch of takeaways, some new, some not new. Obviously, Dane Christensen is going to be his QB. A.J. Murphy right now is the running back. That's who we can look for to carry the rock. Uh... Two receivers, Dominic Digian and Isaiah Newcomb are the guys that we can expect it wide out. Uh, Kyle Pointer and Corbin Castro, some solid defensive guys. Uh, Sean, I can't pronounce the name. Sean so right? Bowser.
2: Bowser, Team yeah, Bowser. there's a Bowser. He's, like,
1: he's going to be a, a big-time uh, defensive player. Of course, we know that Brock Dew has been a rock on the offensive line. Uh From a kicking standpoint, Dylan Crowder's back. Isaiah will continue the punting. And uh, just overall, he he feels that they're going to be good on both sides of the ball. I mean, as we expect, because they're putting up some serious numbers going into that Williams field playoff game last year hey one guy that I think that
2: you uh forgot to mention uh not on purpose or anything like that probably didn't know he flipped to offense uh this kid Zach Miller I think is an absolute stud he was a defensive back last year took one to the house in the playoffs um I think that he's going to fill that Colin Gapin role of being the x-factor as a receiver for Dane Christensen I also got to show some love to uh some of these kids in the secondary Two newcomers, two freshmen that I think are going to contribute big time. Kennedy Erlacher and J.J. Newcomb. J.J. is an absolutely special athlete. Quite a specimen. I cannot wait to see how these freshmen get down on varsity in the 6A. And then also got to show Kennedy, some Kennedy
1: Erlacher, any relation?
2: Absolutely. Yes. There's a the relationship. Yes. And, you know, he comes... He comes off to me as somebody that can play like that hybrid safety linebacker role. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Connor Clinton. I think he's a leader of the pack over there in that secondary. And he's going to be an absolute stud. Watch for him. Wait for him to blow up. Um, this team is loaded, loaded with athletes. Long athletes that can, you know, go in between positions. Multidimensional. And they're going to be fun to watch.
1: Yeah. No, that will be uh, very solid on both sides of the ball. That's for sure. Jason Newton am- also returns as well.
0: No, I, I only have ahead. one thing to say about Castile. And that's if... If they're going to be for real, then Dane Christensen and Isaiah Newcomb have to be dominant football players. Not good. But dominant, okay. Not good. Like, we. Isaiah Newcomb. Is a UCLA commit. Yep. Yeah, Dane Christensen is someone that chili has said should be that guy that kind of fits into the Brock Purdy. Um, uh, who's our guy from Desert Vista? The, the recruitment blew up after Martin their Navarro. senior. Part of our okay, so he that's him, right? Yeah. For you, that's him this year. Yeah. So what that means to me is if you have a UCLA commit on your team and you have a D, uh, someone who's going to blow up as a D1 recruit at quarterback on your team. They have to play at the level that like a Brock Purdy and Deshaun James did. Right. Like they got to be dominant. They can't just be contributors and have good games here and there. They have to come out and they have to carry this team. And and you might say like no, they don't have to carry this team because there's so many good players. But I'm saying like they got to be that good. That's that's fair. No, Eight that's, that's games are
2: guarantee fair. that Newcomb's gonna get a thousand yards. So for whatever that is, you know I think That
0: they handle that business, yeah.
1: No, definitely. Uh, and I believe Ronan Bowser, I think there's two Bowsers on that. Uh, dang, yeah. No, I,
2: I know, I know, I know, yeah, Chacon. I know okay, Chacon. yeah,
1: there's uh, yeah, no, we can look for uh, some, some good stuff with the Castile Colts. The Basha Bears, they started off four and oh and finished at four and seven. Tough injury last year to Gabe Friend. We saw Micah Harper play a hundred percent, which is why he's now starting at BYU. He was amazing. Charlie, let's just throw out the record for a minute. Four and six, four and seven. None of that really matters. Right now, 5990 South Val Vista Drive. There is a lot to believe in. Hey, there is a
2: lot of excitement over there. They've been infused with a little, you know, uh, youth serum over Mm -hmm. there. Uh, Starting with my man, Demon Williams. The super talented 2024 quarterback ranked number one by myself on my watch list. Also, Miles Lockhart, Bryson Deadman will be contributing. But this team, I think, is led by Caden Camacho. I think that this is their glue guy. This is the guy that they're going to count on on both sides of the ball to get them through some things. Also, they got a big high profile transfer, Wyatt Milkovic coming back after four games. Um, he's going to be a stud linebacker for them. And don't forget, James Durand, uh, the other talented 2023 kid on the offensive line. This team is. Loaded and you know they're loaded young,
1: yeah. So I mean, I think it's fair not to say, this year, right next
2: year, for yeah, sure. But definitely. I know those boys want that Val Vista sign, so
1: and that notice. is in with that's in within reach. That's 100%. definitely, I do believe that that's within reach. Um, I'm gonna say the 2022 Basher Bears are going to be a major force mm-hmm. to be reckoned with, and I think their win total is going to increase from last year to this year to next to 2022
0: as long as they stay coach stay. McDonald okay. stays is that yeah. Well, stay. yeah one thing that I've talked to coach McDonald about I don't, I don't think he'll get I'll find yeah. out I'll get a text message if I'm saying the wrong thing here but like there are a lot of our state's best quarterbacks that live closer to Basha than even Brett does
1: correct no you're right And I'm for real walking distance. No, you're right.
0: And and they go to all sorts of different schools, and it's been that way for a long time. Coach McDonald told me, eventually, it's just going to be a matter of one of these kids that lives in district actually shows up at Basha High School. You know, they That's got cool. themselves a quarterback now, and it's going to be a little bit of a, of a project. It's not common for a freshman to start. Even Jack mm. Miller got his start out at a smaller Small school, right? uh, Scottsdale Christian before moving up to Chaparral. The only player that I know that as a freshman was ready to go-go and started against Chandler his first game out Um was Spencer Rattler, mm-hmm. right? And that's at a completely different level. That's a sure, Heisman right, right. contender at the collegiate level. So this is I'm, – I'm curious. I'm yeah. going to be watching, and I think as long as there's some continuity there, if Durand and your boy, they come up together, that's going to be a tough team, and that's going to make other people want to stay in the district because that – those homes around, full of ballers. Absolutely. They, I live
1: next door to one, a kid on yeah. the freshman team. So, I mean, it's um, – it's going to be good. I mean, I think the Bears will be very exciting to watch and I'm, I'm just glad that they've
0: that they have a thousand less kids than everybody else and they're finally playing in a division that suits That's, them better.
1: And also, that I is. mean, I think the one thing props to Chris McDonald very very accessible to all three yes. of us to the media. Good he certainly is a fantastic guy. The Perry Pumas, they've made noise in the 6A playoffs for a long time. This year a bit different. No Purdy's, no Mayberries, no James. I talked to Coach Preston Jones yesterday, and things are different. He's he's definitely got a solid QB, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But uh, just in asking him about, wow, does it feel different? And he was like, it, it's, it's different. I mean, those guys were there for a long time, but he's been coaching long before those kids were in middle school, and he will continue to do it again. Dane White is his guy. He's going to be the QB. Cade Berger is a guy he said we can look for at wide receiver. Peyton Day will carry the ball quite a bit. And those guys were kind of buried. They've contributed because those names are not new to us. But they were behind so many other guys the last few years. So those are certainly the guys we can uh, look for. And the one thing he is optimistic about, the scheduling. If you look at the Perry 2020 scheduling, their furthest game is at Chandler they oh, play wow. four games obviously at home they'll go to Castile the Higley Queen everybody is within two miles of them more or less so no no more O'Connor trips no more O'Connor trips Pinnacle comes to them this year okay so we'll uh so that's the one thing that is definitely going for the Pumas but it's certainly a little bit different but um Coach Jones he's been in this game for a long time and he's up for the task
2: Hey, I'm excited for this team. I cannot wait to see uh, this Peyton Day uh, Uh running back. Uh, It's a Peyton Day project over there. Um, He's serious, built like an Avenger. I keep telling everybody. um, The kid is absolutely different. I talked to National Rivals analyst Alex Simpson about him, and Alex seriously thought that uh, Coach Jones was recruiting off the ASU campus. He said that Peyton Day's physique is something like he's only seen uh, from kids that he was practicing against at Nevada. So I'm uh-huh. telling you, like, this could be a big, big year and a timely situation for Perry to change the identity a little bit. You know, everybody's yes. used to having this quarterback, you know, do something uh, ridiculous or crazy or otherwise. And they got a super tough quarterback this year with uh, Dane White. Uh-huh. I'm impressed by him. He can make every throw and he's got a great receiver to be on the other side of those with Kay Berger. Um, Dane White does not have to be, be a Purdy. Just be himself, right. uh, run right. the offense, and run it within himself. He's super talented, uh dual threaty, and uh, you know I'm excited to see what this Perry team can do.
0: Absolutely, yes, indeed, it will be a, a new look, Ralph. If they're gonna win, they just they gotta have they gotta have winners. You know uh-huh. we're gonna find out a lot about this team right away uh, with Queen Creek, but I I think there's one kid that if they follow his lead, they can get there, and that's Cade Berger. I, I really do. He's always in the right place at the right time. He makes plays. You talk about Peyton Day's physique. No one's going to talk about Cade Burgers, right? Like he, he, and, 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 and that's part of it. You don't take him seriously, he will gas you. That
2: is true. He did that it to true. Chandler. Yeah,
0: that right? is true. That's he true. did it to a... a, a, a Defensive backfield made up entirely of college-caliber football players. Yeah, no, for That's sure. Uh,
2: Cade's tough. I, I I, love him. I think he's going to be great for them, and I think he's going to do numbers. Uh, traditionally, just like uh, there's
1: always that one parry receiver that goes um, off. That steps up. That's right. That's very true. So we'll see what the uh, 2020 Pumas bring. The Hamilton Huskies. Coach Mike Zadebski and his team came up short in the semifinal loss to the Saguaro Sabercats last year. Perhaps things would have been different if quarterback Nick Arvey hadn't gotten hurt, but uh, – Overall, I think when we think of the Hamilton Huskies, we're thinking about Nico Marchiall. We haven't seen him play a down yet in Arizona, but certainly a guy who I'm anxious to see this Friday night and beyond. I mean, I think the uh, the Huskies are, uh, Chili said it a while back. They're they're back, back and then some. So overall, back, yeah, back. Uh, uh, Arizona
2: is- Avenue. It's all about March Madness. Uh, my man Nico Marchial is the absolute real deal. Um, I don't know when Hamilton's ever had a quarterback with this much hype behind him. Correct. You know, pretty much lost every quarterback that was on campus. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, got uh, Nico Marquial in there. I think that, you know, he's going to be great as a Hamilton Husky. Uh, He's going to lead them to the promised land. Um, the big thing for them is winning Arizona Avenue, and yep. then you know uh, winning this open division championship. But even behind Markial, super talented quarterback, uh, Rock Chalowski, uh, twenty twenty three kid, committed to UCLA for baseball, which I'm sure you know you follow the baseball team closely. Definitely good stuff. But This offensive line loaded with uh, Division One prospects. Defensive
1: backs, defensive back point the same way. Cole Martin,
2: my freshman of the year, Cole Martin is absolutely ridiculous. He'll be taking back kicks this year too, so I'm excited for that.
1: Absolutely, I think the Huskies. It's uh, it's time. I mean, we almost had a battle of Arizona. Well, we had a heck of a battle of Arizona Avenue last regular season, and we almost had the rematch last year in the finals, so I think the Huskies are this close to getting back over the top, so we'll so, see.
0: So maybe it's because I bit off more than I could chew and had a little bit too much going on last year, <laughs> um, but I spent all year last year, all year, almost until the end of the year, thinking that Brady Shuck was the most underrated senior in the state of Arizona. Well, guess what? He wasn't a senior. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
0: wondering about that. that's trouble for everybody. Yes, that's right. right
2: he plays with so much experience though and his iq is so high. Right? i mean, i guess I the last name that. is familiar right so, oh, man. Yeah. No,
0: no, 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 just let me eat this it was my bad i did okay. the same thing with brock dew i did the same exact thing with brock dew so the fact that, that brady shuck is back and is not an underrated senior he's a star he's just a right. flat, flat out straight. star and you're gonna you're gonna have him mixed in with all these Colorado huskies because they got a bunch uh-huh. of transfers in from the state of Colorado and I know that there's some people in the city of Chandler that aren't affiliated with Hamilton that have a lot of feelings about that You can take those feelings out on them mm-hmm. on the football field or you can try because I mean they got they got some good kids that that, that are coming down from Highlands Ranch, which we already brought up wow. from from Regis Jesuit more than one he's got a, a teammate an offensive lineman. Stovall. Uh, Stovall, yeah, yeah, who's who's coming down here. So it's going to be a really interesting situation. A husky has always been a strange mascot for the 120-degree mm-hmm. desert. Yeah. But now you have some actual cold-weather yeah. huskies, it's, uh, yeah. and, and it's going to be very, very interesting to see how they adapt what the chemistry is like because hamilton as far as i can remember has always been homegrown you're here for four years mm. outside of like malcolm holland who started at hamilton went to chandler then transferred back crazy oh, okay. um, you know this is this is the first time we're going to see a hamilton version of kind of what chandler's, chandler's been able doing to okay through that's outside fair. the district and transfers and everything like that
1: no oh, i like that and i'm looking forward to seeing the huskies and uh the other team on Arizona Avenue, we have spoken about them so often and so well-deserved 2016 champions, 2017, 2018, 2019. Who knows what 2020 will bring, but the one thing we can say is they bring Mikey Castro, they bring Buckner back on defense. Mikey Keen. They. I, I'm sorry, Mikey. You Mike, got Castro on the you break. Got, so yeah, excited. I got all this Mikey stuff. You're so, so excited Yes. Back. um They got talent. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nuts. I mean, I'm just excited talking about them. I mean, the Wolves have, they've been our friend on and off the field. They produce on the field. Just, there's nothing that we don't like about the Huskies. And, Chili, we were talking about this actually just yesterday with a question I'm going to post to Ralph in a little bit. Woo! Um, Woo! Just... Dang. We've seen some thrilling Chandler Huskies games. At Chandler, Chandler, Chandler? I'm all, You're all, all over. up. We've seen some thrilling Chandler Wolf games and they're never short of D1 talent. No, for sure. I, I guess actually it is
2: Chandler Husky's game. So, you know, yes, you that's, know, that's what's getting but me yeah, jacked up. It's this, our first podcast, so yes. This, this team is uh, another team that's ridiculously loaded uh, on the defensive line. They're. Uh, super deep led by uh, Brandon Buckner, who I think is uh, arguably the best defensive player in, you know, west of the Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody really changes the game like he does from his position. Correct. Um, you know, he can bull rush. Uh, he can flatten offensive linemen. Uh, he can even drop back cover, you know, some running backs in the flats. Um, you know, and quite honestly, like I know people have said that maybe he should play outside linebacker, but I think that, you know, he could probably step out there and, you know, maybe even cover some, you know, receivers, tight ends, whatever. Um, Keon Grace, this is going to be a monster year for him and, you know, Mikey Keene, I'm trying to figure out who's the best. Uh, Mikey? Who's, well, right. Well, who's going to be the best Mikey in uh, Chandler. Right. But, you know, which receiving combo, which quarterback receiving combo is really the best? Is it Mikey Keen and Jalen Richmond or Mikey Keene and Keon Grace? in the state is there a better receiving combo than those two (laughs) and they have them both so i mean somebody's gonna have to figure out a way to buckle up both of those guys and contain them in order to stop this team because you know eli sanders going for his the
1: absolutely and
2: we talked about we
1: talked about the hamilton secondary going against those two receivers of chandler i mean it's these are arguably two of the best teams in the state
0: yeah Every single year there's somebody uh, at the running back position or an athlete position that we don't talk about going into the year that blows up. I'm wondering who that's going to be this year. Um, that's true. because I I, I honestly I, I don't know. And that's why it happens to us every single time. Because because yes. we don't know, because they just have athletes come Correct. out of nowhere and the, the strength program is fantastic. And um I just I you know, I, I wonder how this whole situation has kind of affected them. Because I know they've been champing at the bit. They want to get out there and get going. They have a couple of my favorite players. You brought up Buckner, he is absolutely unstoppable. He reminds me of Robert Mathis, undersized defensive end, who is b- potentially NFL Hall of Famer. Like mm-hmm. this is somebody who uh, University of Oregon is absolutely gonna love. They got, you know, Eli Swope who's uh, who's a guy that sure. the coaching staff has been asking for two years why we don't talk about Kyler Ormore. Well we don't have a choice. Like he's an uh, Air Force commit. Correct. Like he's he's legit, legit. I uh, mean, there's so many kids to talk yeah. about I mean, trust me, we are not sleeping on yep. anybody, we're not leaving out anybody purposely. There's only but so much yeah. time and so much exposure. We're we're trying to give it all. And I genuinely thought they were gonna redefine the running back position with Jeremiah Tyler. Turns out he's gonna be one of the best defensive linemen in the state yeah, of Arizona I mean, instead. Of crazy. And so it's and then nuts. and then when it comes down to it, Mikey Keen is just he's, he's the man He's Anomal. special. I feel like Mikey Keene is at the level right now that Parker Navarro was when he finished high school at Desert Vista and now what they're both headed to uh, UCF UCF, right? So uh-huh. the, to me, those guys are clones of each other. They're yep. gonna be college teammates. I love that. That's awesome. They are the I mean, they're the odds-on championship favorite, right? I know, I know how you feel about Hamilton this year, Chili. But I'm saying, if if we're we're calling it out right now, this team has the potential to be their best team ever.
2: Um, It does. It does. Best team ever. I mean, it's
0: the O line is there. The O line is there. The receivers are there. The quarterback is there. Incredible. The tight end is there. They, they have. So the entire offense is set. The entire offense is as good as it's ever been. And on the defensive end, you got Tyler and Buckner and Orr. Come on, dude.
2: Man, Jacob it's, Conover had some tough offenses.
0: I mean, it's crazy. Mikey it's,
2: Keane. I mean, the key, the key is Mikey Keane really. You know? Um, if he goes undefeated again, I, can, I can't argue I mean, with that. I mean, it's just I nuts how we're
1: that. comparing Chandler Team. I mean, because... That's the only way we can all, do it. it it's, yeah. it's awesome. We, I mean, it's,
0: one thing that we did not settle in this very first episode of the Sea town Rivals podcast is who Chili's hating on this year. Because he can't uh, even find him. See, and that's just it. If you can't find that position group that you're going to hate on from the very beginning... <laughs> then the expectation should be that Chandler is untouchable this
2: um, year. Yeah, no, I mean I'm not really hating no. on any of the positions, but I mean last year's defense was the best one that I'd ever seen at Chandler. It was a good, it was um, a real their good. The linebacking core was the fact was, that
0: they
1: were unbeaten.
2: Right, their linebacking core, their their defensive backs. Um,
0: Perry did put up three million on them. They wow. gave up seven million.
2: Oh, dang. Woo! I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the Chandler folks feast on that. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Funny stuff. We'll leave you with the funny stuff. We'll be back each and every week. We uh, we enjoy bringing this to you guys. I mean, there is so much to talk about. And I mean, it just gets deeper and deeper. I mean, we touch on ACP, but we could write a book on the Chandler Wolves. I mean, it's, it's that deep. And it, the way things are going, we can write a book on ACP at, at some point. So, I mean, right. we appreciate you guys. Um, thank you for everything. Always great chopping it up with you. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. We're out.